Welcome back to another hour of Scotch Hour. My name is Noah. And I'm Jesse. And this is going to be the best episode ever. This ever. Is episode 85. 85, baby. All right. So with this episode, we are going to uh, discuss. Also, also, I'm just going to point out, we have an invisible co-host. <laughs> he showed up, but he didn't. The fucking T-Rex is extinct. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, in this episode here, we are going to review the Belvini Doublewood 12. Uh, we have our shout outs to get it together. Uh, then from there, the restaurant review, which was the clock tower. And then we're going to follow that up with our uh, smarter challenge being MK Ultra. MK Ultra. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Scotch review. We have got the Balvini Doublewood 12 here. Ah, man. First, right off the bat, handsome canister. Uh, but also with that, it is aged in ex-whiskey oak casks. And then the master blender or masker malter, uh, David Stewart switches them over to Sherry, ex-Sherry Oloroso casks, ages them for a little bit of time, and does a pretty magnificent job with our previous experiences. Now, the Balvini 12 is not our first scotch on here. Uh, the Balvini scotches are from... Uh, Dovetown, Bampshire, Scotland in the Highlands. Uh, and it's fun because it's five generations of family that have been uh, manufacturing, producing this malt. Uh, it's the only distillery that still produces its own barley. Malts in its own traditional floor maltings. Implores a team of coopers to check on the casks constantly like that's the tough job right eh, right. it's not ready yet let me taste this one ah, it's not ready yet and then also has a cooper smith who maintains uh, the stills nice and you said it's from dufftown which i believe we had some other uh scotches from dufftown which it was, was the, the mortlock ah the mortlock and that is known as the what of Dufftown? The wee witchy! What's up, witchies? <laughs> uh, so we've had some uh, other Dufftown scotches, obviously that being the Mortlock. Um, we actually had two of them from them, right? We had that one and the Game Game of Thrones one. That's right. And uh, they produce some pretty good uh, pretty good scotch. So I'm Particularly assuming- as they age. So they are famous for their 2.81 distillery <laughs> distillerations. <laughs> Uh, and I, I know we tried the uh, the Belvini American Oak before and the uh, uh, the Caribbean cask, right? Yes. Uh, the American Oak did not leave us wanting after it was weighed and measured. It left us satisfied. <laughs> yeah. The American Oak had like a really great flavor to it. And, and I think because it is part of that stories line, um, probably made, it's probably why it was such a great uh scotch yeah and unfortunately ran. we haven't found any others from the storyline well we? uh, no but i ran out and got an extra bottle of that as soon as <laughs> there it is and the caribbean was okay and so now we're gonna go ahead and uh try this double wood here right that's right 40, again much abv sorry 43 percent abv got it for anyone who doesn't know what that means alcohol by volume <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is a handsome canister, and we're reopening it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those of you, like, normally you guys just, like, <laughs> open up a bottle from the get-go, but uh, we did do a previous uh, recording of this. However, uh, as Jesse mentioned, we now have a guest. Uh, our, our co-host is now a ghost. Uh, so we did have a co-host before, and uh, things just didn't work out with that. So... Uh, any case, uh, we are reshooting this and reintroducing our thoughts about the Belvini. All right. Beautiful bottle. Great color. Love the foil. Does come off with a pull tab. I use my thumb anyway. 
I thought you said it had no pull tab before. Yeah, I didn't see it till now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're unbuttoning that bra and it takes a minute because you didn't realize, oh, there's this easy way. You pull this one piece and it's off. <laughs> nice wooden topper with a year they were established, 1892. Uh, great Great looking bottle. It is, uh, you know, and I think you uh, in our previously recorded episode <laughs> of this, you mentioned like how the tin you really like about like taking it like uh, almost opening it up like at a uh, like a nice restaurant with that uh, because of that color of the tin and stuff. Yeah, it's a very handsome, mature, conservative, and I don't mean conservative political. I mean conservative. You're going to a nice establishment. You're not looking for the bright colors you're looking for the natural tones or the who the warm colors versus the cool colors this is a warm it's not trendy is what you're saying yeah this shit's not trendy which is great because we don't love everything to be trendy we really don't no sometimes i think you need to have that more traditional type of like this is like style the old Maggiano's with the wooden walls and the booths all around the restaurant. It's not like the new Maggiano's on 16th Street with the white walls and no booths on them. That that doesn't sound right. Does it's not they, where I want to go for sexy Italian? Hopefully they don't do that to the. Uh, uh, that's my biggest concern. That is literally why I filled out the survey when they sent me one. I'm like, W T. F Maggiano's, everything was a 10 except your new layout and decor. I want a booth and I want wood. So what, she said, What's the one over here at? Is it in, is that in Lone Tree or is that Aurora? De- DTC, Denver Tech Center. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. The, hopefully Dude, we need to go there before they jack that up too. Yeah, we do. That's a great place, by the way. Amazing. Especially with the nice dark colors where this. Scotch tin goes flawlessly. Yes. So it is a great label. So I guess you want to re-pour our uh, drinks? Yeah, so we we're going to pour our drinks now for the first time, second time. Third time, fourth, whatever now. She's the charm. No magical mist coming out. Oh, you don't need I'm good right there. <laughs> That's what she said. I just put the tip in. She's full. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already had some of this to drink so already so uh this might actually be a fun episode <laughs> it's already a fun episode but i am slower than usual uh, she likes that too <laughs> actually that's not true they always want me to speed up it's so fucking weird <laughs> you gotta pace it right no i got the reason i'm like yeah i'm enjoying my time well, I'm, when I talk about pace, like you could go fast, slow, fast, slow, pull out, put in. <laughs> pull out, put in. Fast, slow, fast, slow. <laughs> I got it. I'm on the same page. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, we don't really have to do a, a whole warp speed session since we already did that earlier. So, I guess um, let me just pull up. Yeah, my- dude, guess what? She's wet enough, not too dry, but dry enough, not too wet. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again. <laughs> uh, so once you've uh, basically uh, popped the cork there. Um, dude, everything gets stiff. <laughs> David Stewart, Mall Master, Balvini, the Balvini Doublewood 12. All right, Noah, what's your review? So my review on this one here is um, I, I'm giving it like a nice like uh, like copper brass tone here, which is something that uh, I know both of you and I seem to enjoy having like the darker color. Um, as I mentioned before, which no one will be able to see, but uh, I did say that it kind of reminded me of, of the color of the uh, the McAllen uh, edition number six. However, it's a little bit lighter, so I think the McAllen is darker. Um, but uh, it does have a nice color to it. Um, is when it comes to the nose, um, I'm getting the um, like kind of like some nuttiness, a hint of nuts. <laughs> These nuts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, some honey, uh, fresh nuts, uh, honey and fig 
and uh, a little bit of um, of vanilla as well. Uh, as far as the uh, palette, um, I'm picking up some dried fruits. Um, we've discussed uh, some of the fruits there. I I pointed out um, apricot, uh, our invisible guest, which you can't see, uh, had uh, suggested. <laughs> Hey, has uh, suggested a pair, which I do. I also pick up that pair note there, but I'm also on my on my palette there. I'm getting some uh, some cinnamon and uh, creamy creamy vanilla, and then the finish is uh, I'm picking up here some smoky oak from the charred barrels there, and uh, some nutmeg. And uh, I would definitely take this uh, to a poker game. I would uh, share this with friends. I think. Um, it, I think this is one that you can actually probably like have a, a novice drinker try and uh, and possibly like as long as they don't try to take a huge quaff of it at, at first. Um, but uh, this is another one of those ones where I could see like hanging out on a fall night out by like a fire pit or something and enjoying a cigar and and the scotch. I don't think a cigar would overpower the scotch here. Um, I do highly recommend it. We picked it up for $69 at Bevy's and Parker. Um, but typically, I think regular regular price is going to be like closer to $89. Um, yeah, that's my review there. All right. Well, man, uh, this scotch does not disappoint. So what I've got here, the color I absolutely love, medium brass that hint of copper which is kind of like a little bit of amber not quite as noah mentioned as dark as the the mccallan edition six the nose is so smooth and lovable you never imagine what comes next and on the nose you get a little bit of sweet fruit i get that tint of pear and hint of pineapple followed with honey oh and a little bit of vanilla on the palate mm. oh on the front smooth creamy a little bit of pear a little bit of oh man pineapple eight ten seconds in the cinnamon just pops, and it is great. Uh, which is followed by a little more honey and a hint of oak for the finish. Uh, delectable. The finish is following that cinnamon pop. It's this wonderful sherry from the casks, undoubtedly honey finish that transitions into oak and is totally enjoyable, um, does not leave me wanting. Would I take this to impress some friends? Absolutely. Uh, speaking of scotches with some great heritage, some great history, um, trying to keep things, things traditional. Again, I love the the wooden top uh the bottle shape is not uh, my traditional bottle shape but it is still great uh colors and canister fantastic is it a connoisseur scotch yeah is it a beginner scotch it can be it's not offensive just warn them about the cinnamon pop the cinnamon pop <laughs> all right <laughs> Don't, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking big red, but I'm talking, you're going to think this is, uh, 200 proof 10 seconds after your first sip. If you don't know that there's something more to scotch than just alcohol. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I got something that, that reminded me of something there. That nuts, cinnamon you got pop. some nuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> don't say uh, no. no. Uh, I'll uh, off camera. I'll uh, I'll bring up uh, if I happen to remember. I'll I'll uh, mention something to you about the whole cinnamon pop thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, great, uh, great scotch here for everyone. Uh, go out there and buy it if you can find it. Um, it should be uh, you should be able to find it. I don't think there's any um, any kind of shortages on that right now. It's time for our shout outs. Uh, my <laughs> first shout out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works out. My first shot, my team at work, my peers, my team leaders, really everyone in the building um, this past week was wonderful. Some weeks, particularly in any industry, I imagine, but in my industry, and I don't mention where I work, uh, to protect my peers and my team is... Uh, super stressful based on the economy. Things go crazy. There are so many things that impact our business and uh, the team, every one of you. Thank you. You guys did great. Thank you for everyone who showed up, got it done. It was a very fun week. It was a very productive week. I'm not saying the weekend was easy, by the way, uh, but it was great. Thank you guys for that. My second shout out goes to, oh man, the Colorado Ballet and their performance of Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. Uh, the dancer who played Dracula himself. Uh, amazing. Made the show for sure. Tons of fun. Orchestra was fantastic. I can only tell you, man, go see the show. Now, if you have $200 to spare and you have to decide if you're going to buy a couple bottles of scotch or a bottle of scotch or a ballet ticket, I'm saying go see Dracula. And you can get a cheaper ticket than $200 tickets. Uh, Marissa just treats me well. Well, good. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time there. I remember seeing that... Um pop up on some of the uh, advertisements that I get for the opera and the DCPA. And um, that looked like it was going to be a, a really good show. I know it's only limited. Amazing. Um, I think it was like, uh, I think you said it's going to uh, October 30th, I but I thought it was only like for two weeks. Dude, it's like, yeah, it's a super short Which I show. think would actually probably put it like at uh, October 30th because didn't it just open like a couple days ago? Yes. It opened up this past Thursday. I went the third night. Um, the dancer. So yeah, you figure like that. If that was that would have been the fourteenth, right, um, yeah. or the thirteenth. So that puts us like at the twenty seventh, thirtieth, right around there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, the venue was great. Ellie Calkins uh, Event Center, and yeah, man, it is almost over. Um, and also talk about your other get it together, which I think is also really important is that, you know, you have like, there, there are people who are managers and then people who are leaders and managers are kind of more like they rule by a dictatorship and like, and by fear and stuff like that. Whereas leaders, um, they're, they will, uh, join in on the fight. They'll like lead by example, uh, prop their people up, uh, take, uh, give credit to the team when they do <laughs> Uh, and then they'll take the responsibility when the team doesn't do well. <coughs> so I think it's awesome that you have a, a good team that you work with to where you can give a shout out, uh, give a shout out to them and, and be a, a great leader like that. Yeah. And it right here is telling me there are still tickets available for Dracula. The last night of showing is October 29th on here. Okay. Um, that's assuming that, that that's the last night of showing. Uh, that might just be the last night that tickets are available because typically the closing night sells out first. Uh, however, it's also a Saturday, so that might be the, the last night. But uh, the tickets I got that were purchased for me uh we're not the 44 dollar tickets but apparently tickets even if you're not in the best of seats start at 44 dollars. it is absolutely worth you, it you guys are in the or orchestra section oh, right? Dude, right up front nice. <laughs> it was amazing all right so my my uh shout out and get it together kind of go hand in hand um as i mentioned previously earlier to when we had our guest uh ghost host here um I said that um, my shout out goes to uh, Durham, who uh, is the pro uh, the, pro the special counsel prosecutor um, in the Danchenko case. Um, I think he's done a great job in bringing into light uh, how the uh, the misuse of the leadership in the FBI and how they did not uh, do all the proper things that they need to do with uh, having. Um, uh, Inform, uh, I guess informants and stuff like that. 
So they uh, they violated a lot of the rules, and really any information they they got from these people should not have been um, allowed in the first place because of them not double checking, and making sure they didn't have alliances as a double spy to other countries and things like that. Um, and then that brings in my get it together, which is the FBI, who um, obviously has shown a dereliction of duty here, and could possibly depending on like how one sees uh, the definition of things uh, could be guilty of sedition or even treason. Um, now, will it go that way? I don't think so. Uh, Cause I think the, uh, the department of justice has a uh, kind of like tied to the hands. other way. Yeah. And I, I think, and because the DOJ right now is actually run by, the Biden administration, I don't think they're going to allow Durham to go and uh, prosecute the higher-ups that are really responsible. Bastards. Yeah, so get it together, FBI, get it together, DOJ, and... Um, Dude, get it together, Biden and administration, for putting America in another trillion and a half dollars of debt. Now, there is a noise that I wake up to thinking about that debt. That's right. Sorry, I was a little premature on the first one. Dude, that's all right. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I wake up to those screaming goats. Every morning, thinking about how many more millions and billions and possibly trillions Biden is giving away to the Ukraine, to everything he's doing. I'm going to mention also... Everyone who thinks they're getting away with potentially student debt relief, where do you think that money's going to get repaid from? Taxpayers. <laughs> so everyone else is paying for it. Yeah, and not all taxpayers, because we know we live in a messed up society where everyone where there is no flat tax, so it's going to be the upper uh, um, tax brackets that are really going to be covering it. At the beginning... But you're going to pay four times as much in taxes for what you're spending at school. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to get higher taxes. Dude, it's ridiculous. And not only that, you're also going to have to pay higher gases and all that other kind of stuff. So yeah. we're screwed. So Biden, Thanks, Biden and your administration, thank you for putting us in another uh, trillion and almost a half of additional debt in uh, record pace. You have beat everyone at this, worsening America with the debt. Um, really, who's going to buy it is the next question. I literally can't believe that America is okay with this. Are you guys really okay with this? I, we can't do it alone here from Scott Shower, but you guys can help us stand up. Uh, make sure people were aware we're all going to get hurt for relieving a few people who went to college, partied too hard, and couldn't pay it off. You know, another thing probably here, we should probably have it get it together. And you're absolutely right about all that stuff with the uh, partying and uh, yeah. and the debt. Dude, all, the people who accrued $200,000 worth of debt for a BS degree is because they were paying for their car and their calzones and their pizza and their Taco and, and Bell. Most and, of the time, they probably turn out to be little bitches and can't, yeah. and can't uh, handle like uh, having a backbone or talking about certain yeah. subjects. Now they're living off of their social security because they managed to get injured working at Taco Bell for a week. I mean, what are happening to the, you know, to, to the people who could uh, um, withstand thoughts of others, right? I mean, like we've come into a society now where you, you share, maybe it's an opinion or you share a fact after like it's been proven and people get offended and try to censor you or whatever. Yeah. Those people should all get their acts together as well. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Mm. And all also, right. by the way, I love Taco Bell. Clock Tower Grill. Grill. Yes. Um, I guess I'll start and then you can finish up there. Uh, going into the Clock a tower grill um the parking is i guess they assume people will park in the parking garage behind uh the actual restaurant it does say free parking back there ain't nobody got time for that exactly no <laughs> one's got time for that so i was actually hoping that i would uh find a parking spot that was like really close there's not very many that are actually right in front but 
the place didn't seem very busy anyways. You walk in and there's like a ladder there right by the front door. There's a host stand with no host. Uh, there's like a lower level and then the bar area is elevated up a little bit. But on the lower level, there's like nobody sitting there. All the tables were empty. Uh, <laughs> they have a patio, a enclosed patio and an open patio. No one was out in the patio area. Everybody uh, congregated up in the bar area, making it look like a social experiment to see like if people, every time they walk in, would go to the bar area where everybody else was. Um, and it's kind of funny because I remember when I walked in, I'm like, did they seat you up here or did you choose to go here on your own? And he said, I came here. Like I chose to go come up here on my own. And the other weird part about it is like, there was like no, like noticeable stairs or ways to get to the bar area. They're like on the far left or the far right. And it just seemed like it was kind of out of place. Like it, it, it seemed like there should have been like stairs, like in the middle of the bar section to kind of go up there from the, but I don't know. It, it just seemed a little bit kind of weird to get there. Um, the food was decent. I had the uh, the uh, sloppy Jose, which is basically a sloppy Joe with uh, jalapenos in it. Um, it was actually like as far as the sloppy Joe part goes, like it was done well. Like the the meat was good, the uh, sauce was good. My only issue was that um, the jalapenos were too spicy for me, and <laughs> which is kind of weird because you were flipping sweating, dude. I was like. <laughs> Oh, snap. It's got some spice on it. <laughs> uh, and it's weird because, like, we've had, like, some, like, uh, jalapeno poppers at other places. And I think the weird, like, I think for me with jalapenos is either they're, like, mild and I'm fine with them or they're, like, super spicy and I can't handle them. And honestly, like, near the end of my sandwich, I was having a really hard time eating my sandwich just because of how spicy it was. My mouth was, like, totally on fire. And I really didn't. I, I almost did that. That I did not enjoy. Kind of ruined meal. it. Yeah, it ruined my meal at that point. But that's probably more my fault for not taking those jalapenos off earlier. I don't know if that's the case. They probably should have mentioned their jalapenos were a ten on the spice scale, <laughs> because we both had jalapenos where there are two on the spice scale. We can't get enough because uh, the flavor of a jalapeno is dynamic. The spice, exactly. And then um, my side was the uh, flash fried brussels sprouts and i come to learn that i'm not really a fan of flash fried brussels spout sprouts um i've had it here and in at another place and every time and you kind of made this uh-oh me my camera just ran out you serious oh nope it just says that there's no memory on the memory card that's serious <laughs> All right, we're going to pause real quick. Um, sorry for that brief interruption there. I'm not exactly sure where I left off on my... You're going to edit that out. You're just going to be like... <laughs> Any case, uh, so when it comes... Oh, I think I was talking about the Brussels sprouts. There you go. So um, I'm not a big fan of the Brussels sprouts uh, being flash fried. I do like the normal kind where you cook it with butter and salt, and I, I really like that flavor. It's not a place I would take a date to, uh, or a first date. And... Um, but if I was on the way, like maybe going to a uh, like a game downtown, and I wasn't going to drive, yeah, I'd go there ahead of time, and maybe have a couple drinks. I'd meet some friends there, and uh, the wait the waitress, um, she was pretty good. So the waitress, I'm going to give her like a like a seven. She was pretty on the spot. I thought uh, she did not like automatically come up to me, ask me what I want to drink right before, you know, like as I sat down, not having to look at anything. So she actually gave me time. That was nice. And, um, the food minus the jalapeno part. Um, I probably give like a seven or an eight, but the decor and how that was all in there, the, that atmosphere, that really brings it down pretty low for me. And so overall, I'm going to give it a six. All right, how about you? All right, the Clock Tower Grill. We're talking about 9360 Station Street in Lone Tree, Colorado. Um, man, I drove up, same thing. Parking looked like a nightmare. If they were busy, it would have been a tragedy. They were not. So that was a win. I got in. The outside of the building actually looks pretty nice. Uh, you walk into the building, and like you said, the hostess stand has a sign on it says please seat yourself which is fine i'm not offended by that but then it's followed by this immense lower level restaurant 
The I, I it looks like it was under construction. Remind me of Magiano's downtown right now, 16th Street Mall. Magiano's, you failed us all. What is up with the white walls? What happened to the wood? She loves wood. Anyway, with that, uh, you walk into the clock tower grill, and the lower level is absolutely not great. Uh, but up by the bar. You just walk up some stairs that you can go either far to the right or far to the left. If there's a fire, you're going to die <laughs> trying to get out. But otherwise, you get up, you get to the bar, you get a table. Ah, the service for me was absolutely a win. Our server was, to me, a nine. She did a great job uh, with timing, with everything except for when we were finally ready to exit, which I didn't blame her for only because that's when the local football game was starting and we had no interest in that, but I imagine everyone else in there wearing a Denver Broncos shirt did. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. So uh, my food was absolutely a nine, both for taste. I had the fish and chips and also for value. And it was like 13 bucks fish and chips. The fries were great. The cod was absolutely cooked perfectly and they had a little bit of spice in the breading on the fish uh, it was all perfect the the food for me was the win the service was great so a food nine a service eight a decor man they literally butchered themselves i don't know if they're they must be going through a remodel it's the only thing i can think of otherwise the four i'm going to give them for their decor um, which I think is actually fair because of that lower level restaurant, dismal. Uh, it, it would look like a, a damn abyss. Nobody wants to go down there and drown and die. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, overall, my total rating is a six. Would I take a first date there? Only if when I picked her up, I didn't want to go to a second date. Otherwise, I'd take her a little bit further down the street to Cornelli's Italian and seal the deal to make sure I got a second date. mk ultra so hopefully most people kind of are already familiar with mk ultra if not t-rex me disappeared so now it's noah <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> since uh our uh, since uh, the guest host disappeared on us um we will try to fill in the gaps as much as possible here um it is a uh uh I guess a uh, program that was created by the CIA. Um, and actually, I think it actually started a little bit before that with the uh, Naval Intelligence um, going back to Project Bluebird and, and Project Avocado. Uh, they were more worried about like what would happen if any of our military men um, were captured by the Russians and how they would uh, break them and how to protect them from um, being having their minds broken from uh, interrogation. Um, a lot of things that they kind of looked at was about like uh, disassociation um, from yourself. And that's how they were able to probably uh, gain the knowledge or truth or for someone to betray their country. And you see it a lot. You see disassociation happen a lot with cults and stuff like that anyways. And so the government, or more specifically the CIA, kind of started looking into that. Um, they've used many different types of drugs to experiment on that, trying to look for the so-called truth serum. Um, here, this is where they probably, this is where they've like, LSD comes into play. Uh, um, this other stuff uh, called devil's breath um, and um, some other drugs as well. And they introduced it into... Uh, the universities <laughs> and the uh, whole counterculture stuff of like uh, punk and uh, rock and stuff like that, and uh, it's all you know. And then you have like now like later versions being more like uh, with MIT issuing out uh, or creating lasers <laughs> that can send messages to people's brains directly. Dude, um, you gotta think about Devil's Breath. What's the worst thing you think of? Somebody comes up to you, they're like, "Hi, I'm." Jose, right? <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm Jose. And you get the devil's breath. You, what is it you're imagining? I'm like, whose ass did you just eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the drug, the way it works. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just like, devil's breath. 
Well, it, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it is. It seems kind of weird to call it that, but apparently it's like a powder that someone keeps it in, in their hands. <laughs> and uh, the way they say it happens is like is a, a thumb. No, it's, it's they keep it. From my understanding, this is. It's been a while since I looked into this, um, but apparently um, they put the 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 powder in the palm of their hands, and usually, like if it's a guy that there is the mark, they'll like a woman will walk by that's scantily clad and the guy will look and then she'll blow that uh, powder into their face and then that will mess them up and vice versa for chicks that have a guy to do that. Um, and basically with the uh, devil's breath, what happens there is that um, it creates like a zombie like uh, type of uh, trance and people kind of lose their ability to um control themselves so they become very susceptible to other people's suggestions and stuff like that and so they use it in this uh, the south american country i forget which one it is um but they they will use it and people will go to the atm machine and pull out all the money from their bank account and hand it over to these people and then they won't really remember doing that and stuff like that but uh, but apparently the CIA has uh, looked into using that as a MK Ultra or mind control uh, thing. And um, any, anyways, uh, what you got for us, dude? I was just gonna say, like, of all the uh, terrible things that could happen if you're going to a South American country and they clear out your bank account and you don't remember it, I'm thinking that's a win, right? <laughs> These people are going to Mexico and getting abducted by the who knows what they're Cartel. used for cartels uh, plural <laughs> dozens of them apparently uh controlling everything about to overtake the government no we don't need a wall we don't need a wall there's drug cartels taking over mexico we're safe uh why do you think everyone's fleeing from mexico trying to come to america because they're safe because everything's great what happens when they flee and the cartel wants more? I have an idea. Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> like the Alamo. Texas is next. <laughs> Let's just face it. Whether or not they ever got it, whether or not Russia ever really overtakes Ukraine, these were the things that were being done to protect our, and it shouldn't be so simple, but it is our borders. Yeah, um, Italy is doing a beautiful job with that, with their own rights. But uh, again, man, oh my goodness, uh, I do want to uh, go on a tangent because I love math. Uh, we're going to go on a tangent. Both in Scotch uh, did make a comment on our episode "Werewolves versus Wolverines" with the Bolin. Uh, both in Scotch whiskey uh, from the Lowlands, and they were werewolves all day yep they did choose that we're still vampires by the way because we want to be werewolves every night you guys are a werewolf one day good for you and uh man still how do you get turned let us know that too <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think before in our uh before we did the reshoot here you were mentioning about stuff about uh, MK Ultra and, and the um, soldiers and stuff like that, and how you wanted the Americas. Well, well, you asked the question. It was a great question, Noah. And you asked the question: What is the movie that most impacts you from MK Ultra? And for me, it was Night and Day. And I know it isn't so clear and cut based on MK Ultra specifically, but I think the long range goal was Universal Soldier. We got Dolph Lundgren. We got oh yeah. You got to have Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jean-Claude Van Damme, watch it one season, six episodes, two short. Jean-Claude Van, Van Johnson? Van Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> Why did that get canceled? It was so amazing. Uh, but with that, um, Universal Soldier, and then the question comes, is this ethically correct? Thank you, T-Rex. And with that, I don't give a shit. I want our military to be the best. I'm just going to say, I want to put it out there. Um, a lot of our military also wants to be the best and also volunteers. And for those that volunteer to go be the best, the universal soldiers, amen, brother. Thank you for saving our country, for going in those situations that only superhumans can survive. And that is a reality. John Wick 
is great. There's only one of him. We need universal soldiers, multitudes of people with his capabilities that can get shot and recover because they're so high. Their minds are so clear because they've been drugged or whatever, but that's what they signed up for. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some like ethical issues that kind of have to come into play here. I think we're not talking about the Punisher. These people uh, literally volunteer to be mindless drones. Well, they volunteer to protect their nation. That I don't think they necessarily volunteer to be mindless drones. So right, I but do, they I, sign a, a waiver saying I want to be a mindless drone. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they should be told what they're uh, getting themselves into as far as taking like what kind of drugs or. I whatever. agree. Let's dissect there. What am I signing up for? Be a badass universal soldier. I'm in. Where do I sign? <laughs> Check. I would have done it. I well, you know, and here's the problem with the MK Ultra program, though, is that a lot of it was done secretively, and uh, they used shell companies to like hire doctors and uh, and professors at uh, universities to um, study or research ways to control people or try to come up with like with a truth serum of some of some sort so here when you're experimenting on the american populace probably and even like american ser servicemen um i think there should be some kind of like knowledge being told to them like what they're actually like partaking in because i think a lot of it is that they were not told so then i think that kind of brings apart that unethical that unethical side of things but here on the flip side right um I, obviously i would want our servicemen or our military to be the strongest and at the same time maybe you do have to go through and not tell people about uh about these studies because if they already know about it as they're like being uh the, the human guinea pig if you will Maybe that might change the results of some of the uh, uh, of the studies. So it's kind of a weird double-edged sword, but it seems like there's been a lot more hurtful things that happened through the MK Ultra program than than actually helpful stuff. Um, so I, I so I get the whole universal soldier thing. I think that part, like if you can use it and do it ethically, I think that's way awesome. But what's your favorite movie that really talks to? So, Mind control. Okay, so my favorite movie was uh, Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson. Damn good movie. It is a damn good movie. I also love Mel Gibson in that era. He couldn't do any wrong. Yeah, and in, I think he uh, he's in that movie with Julia Roberts, and uh, he was uh, part of the MK Ultra um, experiment. And I'm not sure it, he. I don't think he remembers being part of it, but apparently, everyone that uh, is a part of it, they always had to buy the book, The Catcher in the Rye. And Julia Roberts and him are trying to stop the American government from him trying to kill somebody, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I, I remember that one being a lot about kind of like the MK Ultra type stuff or, or brainwashing, if you will. Dude, I remember everything about Universal Soldier. Bunch of badasses taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I do remember about Universal Soldier. Yeah, somebody was taking trophies. Dolph Lundgren, there were ears. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that part. I was going to say that. Tropic Thunder all over again. <laughs> I wasn't going to even go there either. I was going to go with the movie The Postman with Kevin. Uh, oh, Costner. Costner, yeah. So like when he gets captured by the... Uh, the army of the eight or whatever they are, whatever they're called. Uh, one of the movies that they uh, end up playing like uh, across the, like a uh, pond or river or whatever it is, or whatever that lake that they're watching the movies from when they're all captured in these, uh, uh, in the cage or whatever, before they're turned into or got their branding of the eight. Uh, one of them was the universal soldier and all, everyone got all pissed off. And then like they switched it to like the sound of music or something goofy like that. It was, I thought it was kind of funny. The hills are alive <laughs> with music. <laughs> i never seen that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll stop singing then. Because <laughs> I do a terrible job. I'm not doing it justice, for sure. <laughs> but anyways, I thought I was wondering, like, why would you turn off the Universal Soldier for that kind of crappy music, like, crappy movie? Because you're a T-Rex. Me! <laughs> you know, T-Rexes have baby arms. Yeah, I get it. Any case, um, yeah, that was like uh, that was the movie that I thought about there. 
Um, now, I know they also introduced uh, LSD, which is one of the drugs that they've uh, created or try to create um, for uh, mind control. They were actually looking more at it towards, like, I think for truth serum, if I remember correctly. Yes, you're absolutely right. And here's my point. Do you, much like with your government, want pharmaceutical companies trying to come up with cures? Yes. Do you want them to find happy pills? Clearly, there are so many people on antidepressants. They're all buying happy pills. Oh, all of a sudden, ecstasy and Molly aren't that far out of reach <laughs> until they go a little too far. So now what happens if you give a super stud some LSD and some Molly and you tell them to go hack up a group of people? Who knows what he'll see. Maybe he'll flip out and go totally crazy or maybe he'll totally enjoy it. So this is your intro to Batman. Oh, Batman. Okay, I see where you're going there. So, <laughs> so the intro here, to, thank you for that, setting that up and me totally missing. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Sorry, over my head. Um, yeah, so in the movie uh, um, Dark Knight, when it first came out, um, there was a shooting that happened in Aurora, Colorado at a movie theater. I believe it was an AMC theater. I could be wrong. Um, any case, um, as I was like, I've always kind of been into conspiracy theories for a long time now. And this is where I got introduced to the um, devil's breath. And uh, that's where I learned about it. So some, some, yes, <laughs> no, some people, some, devil's breath. <laughs> some people believe that the, uh, <laughs> that the kid, uh, the, the person who shot up the uh, theater, some people believe that he was a victim of MK ultra. Um, and uh, there's supposedly some like uh, shadiness that goes on, like uh, when you look into his family, like his dad being um, CIA, yeah, being attached <laughs> to the CIA. So uh, there's that possibility. And so, like the people or the couple different like websites and things that I went to, uh, kind of like dive deep into like the whole devil's breath and how it could have been used in his case. Not saying that it was or wasn't. Uh, they're just saying it was a high probability. I'll tell you what. Normally, I'd be like, there's no damn way. However, what I'll tell you is that, man, the press was very quick to get video footage of a psychiatrist or psychologist interviewing him and showing that he was very well aware of what he did, almost as if they were trying to prove something else wasn't possible. Because normally, that is secret information. And... The world has it. I still don't know where the war in Russia versus Ukraine is right now, but I can dive down into things I'm not supposed to know here in America when America wants me to know. Yeah, and then here's the other weird part about that too. Like they found him passed out in his car right after the shooting. The next, I think it was like that evening or something like that. He wasn't like he didn't even drive away or go away. He just like apparently walks in, shoots up the place, and then like passes out in his vehicle. And then there's also reports that said that there's like other shooters involved, but really during this time frame is it was uh, actually when uh, Obama uh, and his administration uh, were pushing really big time to um, gun control. Yeah, gun control. So that's why a lot of people started or in the conspiracy world, people thought that this was a setup. Setup or not, it's sick. It's twisted. It's unfortunate. It is. And I'm pretty sure the guy's rotten hell pretty soon. But and, and you know, here's another weird thing that came up from this uh this research too, is that the uh the parents to the Columbine shooters, they also have some kind of ties to the US government. Weird, isn't it? It is. Really strange. Also it's weird how they never pressed any real like lawsuits or anything. Weird. Weird. Anyway. Anyway, um, mind control. Yeah, so there's uh, the mind control, and I and I think uh, even now they're starting to talk more about technology uh, being used as mind control uh, with like five G, um, how that disrupts the natural um, frequency of human bodies and smartphones, um, putting people like into a trance and kind of brainwashing them because they can predictive program people um, with. Uh, the information that they pull up on websites and uh, what they see on their uh, smartphones and on TV and stuff like that. And uh, so if you do spend a lot of time watching TV, going to the movies, spending lots of time on your, on your phone, um, I think those people are more susceptible to uh, being mind controlled 
uh, in a bigger sense. And I mean, a lot of people think that's what the CIA was really trying to do is like, how do we control a whole society? It's super interesting because uh, we've talked about this in the past, man. I can literally not watch typically more than an hour and a half of TV before my mind is like, I'm out. I am going to go for a walk or go to bed or go do laundry, anything. So I am not just watching, even if it's great entertainment, bullshit. You know, it's kind of funny you, you, you mentioned that because um, after, uh, see, when I, when I moved to um, Rock Creek area, uh, which is right there in Superior. Like it was like near the area that had that big huge fire a few months back. But um, like six I, months back, yeah, like six months back. Yeah, dude, I drove by that when that was happening. It was crazy to see. Oh, really? No, literally, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "Is that a fire? Uh, how are they not closing down the highway?" I think I got through just in time. Oh. So, in any case, with that, um, I, when I lived over there, I had no like uh, TV service. So it was just basically, I, I had this nice big, like, uh, we talked about the old, like, Mitsubishi, like, oh, uh, yeah, the DLPs, DLPs. Yeah. digital light projector. So I had one of those and, uh, and it was like connected to my Xbox. And so all I had was like the Xbox and what, and some Blu-rays that are, uh, DVDs or whatever that the Xbox played at the, at that you're time. You're paying GTA, weren't you? No. That's why you're such a great no, driver. I wasn't playing GTA. I actually, oh, most of the games just I, a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the games that I played were uh, NCAA football, and uh, another one was the uh, modern uh, Modern Warfare. I think it was. Uh, but in any case, um, one time you know, but I didn't have TV, so yeah, I watched some movies, but really, uh, I didn't like play like I didn't play video games all day long. I didn't like, and I played like one or two games, and that was it. Or and that and I didn't have anything to watch TV, you know, so. I was removed from that, and that's probably when I read the most, too. I read a lot of books during that time frame. And then when I moved to Salt Lake, uh, a roommate that I had, all he, like, he didn't work. He didn't go, like, I think he was on, yeah, he was unemployed, and he uh, uh, basically just watched TV all day long. And so I kind of like Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. And uh, I kind of like that's where I kind of like picked up the habit of watching TV again. But like honestly, um, I spend more time in front of a computer working than I do actually watching TV. Now, don't get me wrong; I could probably like do a, a good binge here and there, and I have. But on on average, I don't I don't like to watch that much TV because you just you are pretty brain dead throughout the whole time frame, and who knows what they're trying to throw into your mind especially with a lot of shows now trying to push narratives that i don't really personally agree with oh you mean all the woke stuff yeah all the woke stuff yeah i'm awake not woke sorry but you know um anything else we want to say about mk ultra oh man at the end of the day drugs psychology any number of things whatever they're trying to do Anyone who wants to say this is a conspiracy theory, in my mind, is a fool. Because at the end of the day, do you or do you not want your government doing what's best, possibly? Experimenting is absolutely part of that. Apparently, we went to moon with the first moon landing, which I still am not convinced. But with that, do you want the facts? Do you want to know the facts or do you want to test things out. So any of these astronauts that went up to space, and many of them did blow up when we tried to improve our technology, um, and then can't prove we went to the moon. I think we have been to the moon. I just don't think it was the first moon landing. With all of that, do you not want the best soldiers for your country? Do you not want the government testing things? Now, I'm not saying how they did it was ethical. What... I will also say pharmaceutical companies are absolutely trying to make profits. And if you don't think they will test things like a coronavirus from China, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you've probably gotten your third booster shot. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, that's a, I think that's where, you know, kind of like a, a fine line kind of walks there. Like, yeah, you want the you want our military to be the best military. But yet at the same time, 
do you really want the government or the military or the pharmaceutical companies doing something that's so that that would be you can control whether or not they do it they will do it anyway they are going to do it anyways and but I guess whether or not, like, I, I guess it kind of comes down to a personal stand of, like, do you find it ethical or morally right? And I think this is where people probably would have a little bit of issue because I think some of it is probably a good thing, right? Some some of the cases probably could be for a good thing. Like, if, if we had universal soldiers and they signed up for it, I think that'd be, that'd be awesome because then we know we have, like, a kick-ass military. But at the same time, if people are becoming injured and... Um, and doing things like assassinating people or uh, pushing a narrative to like ruin a society, then that's that's a destructive thing. So I think it's a really fine line to walk, and you really have to have ethical people in place who are trying to manage these types of programs. And I'm not really sure we have those type of people. And it and oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm not disagreeing. I think uh, the world is facing a reality where there are probably countries unethically thinking, man, a world war. Get rid of some people. Wouldn't be so bad. Uh, Anytime you are in a situation where a population is shrinking, as most are on this planet now, including the United States, as opposed to growing, you are in trouble. Uh, The first sign of this is whether or not you believe in it, Social Security. (laughs) So unless you continue to breed and anybody who's born now or even our age and younger are really not going to maybe, maybe not. I don't know that you don't know that either, but here's at the end of the day, my guess is they just continue to increase taxes Um, at the end of the day, because they paid off so many people's student loan debts. And now they're like, I wanted to retire at 55. Nope. You're going to be retiring at 85 because now you're paying 45% taxes, not 25. Right. Whatever. Idiots. But nonetheless, man, the government will do their things. If a society is not growing or shrinking, here's my true belief. If you don't have two kids, you don't collect social security. Once you have two kids, you click double Social Security based on whether or not you had one kid. If you have three or more kids, you collect a portion of more Social Security. And everyone who doesn't have kids, that's like, I don't want to have kids. I'm just going to have pets and have the full human experience. That is not a full human experience. Bullshit. Plus, no Social Security. Zero. Zip. Zero. Oh, I'm zero. fucked. <laughs> Dude. I have no kids. Trust me. We can find someone to have a kid with you. <laughs> I'm not saying right away. I'm just saying, like, give him warning. Three years from now, if you haven't found a mate and had a baby, you're screwed. <laughs> you got three years. We can find you a baby. We'll find some <laughs> devil's breath. Wholesome a girl wake up. Be like, we're married. And she'd be like, where are we? And I'm like, I don't know. But we're you married. Know we're married. <laughs> I have right. my two babies. <laughs> I did my due diligence. So um, I know we asked some uh, some other questions in the in the previous uh, version. You don't of this, have to go there, but uh, I can't remember them anyways. It was a lot for the T Rex, and part of it was around like, would you have to be a vampire or a werewolf, and why? Yeah, well, it was all came about control. Yeah. So here, I just kind of would wrap up my portion of MK Ultra, saying like. Uh, for those of you who who've made it this far, are you in, in support of like uh, control, like mind controlling of people? Are you? Uh, uh, what's your favorite movie about uh, MK Ultra? And if you haven't looked into MIT, uh, like I said, MIT now has a technology where they, they can shoot a laser beam that can uh, into a person's mind, and that maybe that could be a, a trigger to kill someone or have them do something. So. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on that. How much? What's, what's your yeah for words? me the Balvini? Oh, not 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 on the show, but uh, MK Ultra. No, this is MK Ultra. Oh, okay. The Balvini. <laughs> let us know what you think about MK Ultra, the both, and let us know what they thought about vampires versus werewolves, and they let us know werewolves all day. Where do you feel? Do you want people mind controlled or not? And with that, do you want them mind control during scotch or not? Because ultimately, all social media is a form of, whether it's a 1% or 100%, mind control. 
well, if I'm working for Belvini, I want to have my control for them to buy Belvini. That's just it. <laughs> Scotch Hour is your friend. Drink the Belvini. 12 year double wood. You know, another movie I did double talk about? wood, not single wood. Double wood. You just reminded me of the movie Zoolander. Dude, I fucking love Zoolander. <laughs> that's, my, that's my control. <laughs> totally. Fashion is mind control. That's my point, though. Any sort of social media, aka whether or not there's any sort of wronging or writing with the last election, uh, social media absolutely plays a role. Do you not think it's interesting, viewers, that Elon Musk is so interested in Twitter and now Kanye West is thinking about buying his own platform? Like, continue to think about this. I'm not saying one thing or another about why someone did or didn't win an election, hence the reason episode 80 was removed <laughs> from the yes, YouTube. Yes. We're going to call it the YouTube because it's the Balvini and it's the YouTube. I'm assuming that's the intestine as it's a screening out. Well, whatever. But the YouTube, uh, you guys get to decide all of that. All right, so um, I'm going to say with that, um, thank you for everyone who does who do watch us on the YouTube, <laughs> as well as the Dude, Rumble. It's like <laughs> the colon, the YouTube. Uh, and for all of you who do listen to us on any one of our numerous uh, audio platforms, uh, we do greatly appreciate your support and patronage. And if you do like our content, uh, please look in the uh, comments down below. Uh, you'll see a link there to become a patron member for as low as $1. All that does go back into our uh, into our show. And um, I'll pass it on to you to uh, tell us what our next scotch is and topic. And well, first of all, drink responsibly. That means drink at a reasonable level and don't drive. If you're drinking too much, there is a gauge for that. It's called drinking too much. You, you flipping know if you're drinking too much, you're going to drive. <laughs> if you're questioning, have I drinking too much and I want to go drive home, that means you're drinking too much. So please drink responsibly. Next week on Scotch Hour episode 86, we have got uh, the Brucladi, the classic Ladi. The CH is silent, by the way. That's right. The Brucladi, it's just basically I-C-H is E. Brucladi. So it's not like broke dick? <laughs> Sorry. Dude, that sounds like pain. No, this is pleasure right here. Pleasure in this tube. With the uh, Tiffany Blue. Dude, chicks love Tiffany Blue. I know. Why is it so like grainy? I feel the friction. Uh, Brooke Lottie, the Ribbed classic Lottie, ribbed for her pleasure. We will enjoy that, and we're gonna go after the best of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. I'll be back, dude. He was back for a long time, and now he's gotten old. Um, you know, I almost did Sylvester's alone, but his future ex-wife is my guess. Uh, Dude, what a nightmare. What is wrong with the relationships? Does she just want to go nail some younger guy? Because there's plenty of younger guys that don't nail her. Was that Demi Moore? No, she already divorced Bruce Willis. I'm talking oh. about Sylvester Stallone's wife. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, him and his wife were already divorced. He was smart enough not to re-engage, in a sense. Also tragic, but what's really the beauty is, if you look at when they had two sons, how his son, because they each got a son in the divorce. Like, how the hell does that work? I have a son and a daughter. And at no point in time, I was like, I want the son or I want the daughter. I was just like, no, let's do parenting time. You've got this schedule. I've got this schedule. It means I'm going to have to flipping pay you half of what I earned for 18 years, whatever. Here's what's important. The kids are okay. Um, I never was like, no, nah, you get one, I get one. But nonetheless, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. Dude, the son he has is a bodybuilding badass machine. Her <laughs> son's like, I'm going to go decide. 
Is it like one of those guys who wears like women's clothing and stuff like that? I don't think so. I haven't seen any of those pics, but he's not a badass bodybuilder, lean, fit, active. <clears throat> he's just not it. Got it. With that though, so we got Brooke Lottie and the best of Arnold Schwarzenegger, three best films, much like we do with Heath Ledger. Dude, Heath Ledger tragically dying at 39 was a bummer. Dude, I would have loved to see what he could do. Here's the thing. I don't know if that's the truth. I think about Bradley Cooper. He hasn't done shit lately. If he had died like five years ago, what else would he have done? Nothing, because he hasn't done anything. Maybe something's coming. Silver Lining Playbook, in my mind, was his best ever work. I actually think... I like, I like Limitless. Limitless was great, but it's not my favorite work. I like that from him a lot. But Silver Lining Playbook, that was actually, that was pretty good. That was with him and, uh, what's her name, right? The uh, chick from uh, Catching Fire and all that. Jennifer. Lawrence. Lou. Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. All Dude. right. Um, anything she's else? not thin. She's hot. You know why she's hot? Her attitude. Men, ladies, everyone out there, the sexiest thing about anyone is their attitude. It is. I think, and also, like, the confidence you carry. Attitude goes, to me. Uh, yeah. Confidence and attitude are one in one. She's just like, yeah, I sent a bunch of nudes to someone. My phone got hacked. Here's my VJ and my anal and my <laughs> whatever, and she got over it, as far as I can tell. All right. Um, that's I it. Saying I saw any of those pictures. I had searched for them for a month, finally got them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But with that, drink responsibly. Do Life not drink and drive. <laughs> Life is great. That that's it. Right. All right, man. Na 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 na. Scotchman. Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like share and subscribe also if you have not done so already please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as one dollar a month thank you and hopefully you have a wonderful evening